Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we're talking to the strains. Check it out. Hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I'm talking to Paul, Andy, Pete, and Greasy of the strains. How you guys doing? Hello. Fantastic. Where's hey. Pete? Excellent. Yeah, where is Pete? on my lap they're not video. <laughs> he's not videoing <laughs> oh. so we can look at oh okay that's right i can I, as long as i can hear your voice we're good and we've got a fan we got uh jamie pops van effen who's at his daughter's swim class but he's he's here he's listening and he will throw in some questions i'm sure via the chat so so awesome to have you guys on fans with bands i learned about you from my buddy uh tim meeks who's also an awesome photographer. I saw him, I think it was, I don't know, maybe like a month before FuzzFest. And he goes, hey man, have you ever heard the strains? And I'm like, no man. And he goes, dude, you've got to check that out. So then I saw you guys were playing, checked it out at FuzzFest and I was like, holy shit. It's so goddamn good, man. I love that fucking raw power energy that you guys have. And uh, from there, you know, I went and uh, checked out your music on Bandcamp and you guys got a new self-titled album correct the the strains that is correct sir awesome the strains st self-titled. <laughs> awesome so how did the strains come to to be how did you guys get together well do you want like a fictional version or should i just be honest <laughs> you can do whichever one you think would be fun i, I want to make it sound interesting <laughs> well it started off like uh like I was pretty much done making music. I moved here from uh, from Germany, and I was kind of like, you know what? I've, I've it's time to you know get a a regular job and quit farting around with this music stuff. <laughs> but uh, this this dude that worked at Chrysler hit me up because he, he heard my old German band, and he's like, dude, you got to keep making music. I I could help you out. I, I I know a drummer who happens to also work at Chrysler, and that's Andy here. Yeah. And um, he was a, he was a real uh, this guy that helped start the band is no longer in it. He just kind of had like a very uh, military like approach to everything. Like we're practicing this day and this day and every day that we rehearse, we have to write at least one song. So we had like 26 songs in a couple months. Shit. And we just kind of weeded out the, the ones that we thought, oh, that's not doing anything for me. And we were, had all these songs recorded and I was like, what to do with them? Like right. I recorded them myself on, on an eight track uh, with no intention of doing anything with it particularly. And um, I had met Pete through my friend who was in the cult heroes there, uh, Nick, Nick Savage, who goes by like six other names, <laughs> depending on what band he's in. Hiawatha Bailey. He plays with Hiawatha Bailey. And uh, he, he was bugging out about Pete He's like, well, you should take Pete that stuff to have Pete mix it. Yeah. So I I did reach out to Pete. And I had reached out to Pete before uh, when I was looking for a, a bass player. But I guess I wasn't a very good salesman or something. Because <laughs> uh, I'm not really a good salesman. <clears throat> I let the music speak for itself. But I, So I called Pete up. I'm like, yeah, I got a band. Looking to start a band. So we're doing stuff. And, you know, it's kind of rock and roll and whatnot. Right. And, uh, that's about it. You know, so Pete's like, who is this guy and why do I care? <laughs> so um, 
it ended up getting the tracks to Pete and Pete took a liking to him. And when the, uh, when the original bass player had a, like a mega meltdown and decided to quit when we still had gigs, it's like, we already had a bass player, Pete, because yeah. Pete had mixed the stuff and he listened to it and he learned it like really super quick. And, uh, we were a three piece and, but before Pete, well, actually, before no, Pete, before Pete Greasy, Greasy came on. Yeah. Cause we, we did this, that Ron I Ashton. Don't matter, do I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to meet this mountains. No, I'm, I just had the, the, the order of things mixed up. <laughs> so like when, when the old guy was still in the band, um, me, Andy, Pete and Greasy did this Ron Ashton tribute at the blind pig. And we did nothing but covers. Nice. Like Detroit covers, like we did. Uh, we weren't allowed to do any Stooges covers because that uh, All Star band was doing all the um, Stooges covers. That was what Kim Gordon, Jay Maskus, Mike Watt. Mark oh yeah, Carl. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. So we opened for them, and we we were we weren't allowed to do Stooges songs, but we did like MC Five and uh, Sonic Rendezvous Band, and uh, what else? Steve Alice Steve Cooper, Cooper yeah. Bob Seger. Nice. And some other some stuff that we were trying to do Detroit centric, but we did we did sneak in a couple strains originals. So Greasy was already starting to learn the songs. So and that that went so well with Greasy that we're like, you know, why don't and 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 Pete was playing bass. Our original bass player was just in the audience. He wasn't out of the band yet. And I just I was like, it's just so nice with these two guys. Yeah. You know? Like they they're like uh, peanut butter and jelly, <laughs> eating greasy. So when when the bass player decided that he'd had enough of my liberal ass and left, um, Pete just stepped right in, and, and it was like from there we were like having no issue running around and being uh, cretinous uh, rockers. <laughs> awesome. Great. Off to the races. Yeah. Off to the races. Off to the races. So what was it like for you guys? I mean, uh, as far as the, you, you mentioned like the tunes that you guys worked up originally, the 26 tunes for the album. Did you record those? Did you write new music? Um, what would you do there? We ended up, well, we took the, uh, the live set basically, because from the 26 songs, we whittled it down to like 16 songs or something right that we had in the live set we I, i'm consistently writing new stuff but that the album is our core uh material that we wrote in the beginning and uh that we've been touring on or i don't i shouldn't say touring like we we spent a couple of years playing in you know anywhere in detroit everywhere all the time right and just kind of getting you know more familiar with each other and uh we just in the middle of the pandemic, we all kind of hooked up after a year of not being able to play. And we just, I had the studio set up and we just recorded the set live. Oh, okay, cool. And awesome. that's pretty much what that CD is. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Cause I was going to say it sounds live. I mean, it sounds like you guys just like went for it. So there was just you guys jamming in the studio and that was that boom. 43 minutes. It took. Yeah. I want to look at <laughs> At, like how people spend six months in the fucking studio or whatever. <laughs> we sound live, like yeah. we sound on the record. Yeah, you know, yeah. no false advertising here. You know, yeah, you yeah. get what you get. Yeah, that's all you get. 
that's what I loved about it because um, when I saw you guys, I was like, holy shit, this is just like the, you know, because I, I bought it off of uh, Bandcamp, the digital version. And I was like, fucking hey, this is the set. <laughs> yep. It's in the same order, too. <laughs> that's what I remember because I was like, uh, New World, it's a uh, New World Order, right? The, the first yeah. one. Yeah. You know, another thing that I forgot to mention, too, was that Kathy Ashton contacted Pete originally to do something at this uh, benefit at the Blind Pig. And Pete was working with these guys and he played me the mix that he did of them. And I'm listening to this, I'm going, holy shit, who are these guys? <laughs> and he said, the strength, I says, why don't we use this drummer and this guitar player, man? Sound fucking great, man, and just, you know. Yeah. I, when I heard this material too, um, and I've been playing around here for 50 years, but it was just in your face. You know, um, at one time I said it was kind of the way I write, but it's not the way I write. I mean, he has way more influences that I have because I'm stuck in the 60s to where he has the later influences, you know, but it's yeah. 60s raw power vibe the way he writes and it's just it's just natural. It's, it is definitely the, that raw power, which I love. And I was curious about the songwriting. Like, so I, like for the music that you're working on now, is it more, uh, I guess, what's the approach? Do you guys like just get together in the studio, rock out, come up with something? Or is it more like Paul or somebody at Andy's comes up and says, hey, I've got this tune. And you guys look at it and, you know, give it a listen and say, oh, yeah, let's tweak this and this and then to go how does oh, that work either he just comes up with the stuff out of i mean out of the ether <laughs> out of the ether yeah. Yeah, <laughs> come just, down to me it, it kind of happens naturally um without without the strict regimen of our old bass player we've kind of um the the songwriting is kind of happenstance now like whoever happens to be here yeah is, with whom it happens with we've got some jams that pete plays guitar instead of bass we have some jams where he's playing bass instead of guitar oh wow. new newer material we have like andy had to dip out for a bit for uh, various reasons because of work and then my so other friends of mine pop over and like like the drummer from the 3d invisibles would play drums or nick morocco yeah nick would has has played on a handful of songs and dan durecki from liz and the luckouts Nice. I've written a bunch of songs with him. I've written songs with Andy and uh, songs with Nick Savage from the Cult Heroes. Cool. So we essentially have in the hopper, like probably another 20 some odd songs that could be split over the next few releases. But they're like, the way they were written is very quick. Like it would just be like, we show up, we, we just, whoever shows up, shows up make a quick call. Hey, Nick's coming over. What are you doing? Greasy was close by He'd show up. Pete would be over and we would just j jam something out live and record it on the spot. Awesome. Usually first or second go through even. <laughs> and, and then there would be some gibberish vocals. Like I've already got kind of some kind of uh, random like syllables and consonants 
in a rough melody structure together, but it's the lyrics are nonsense. They're not even words. Right. They're just like weird sounds. And then I would listen to the weird sounds and, and kind of decipher what words they might sound like and make <laughs> poetry out of it. Awesome. Story. And always true stories. Cause I can't write about something that I haven't done. <laughs> yeah. Or seen. Awesome. That's a very cool. And um, I was going to ask you about the, um, that, that new music. Do you feel that it's uh, reflective of the music that you did on the album that just came out? Is it same vein or are you branching out or just keeping it with the, the, the vein of raw power that you got going? It's, it's still the same. I've been writing kind of the same since I was like 19 years old. Not much has changed. And I'm <laughs> three now. I still, I think I'm still playing the same fucking guitar solo that I put. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Don't learn a damn thing. Just learn <laughs> how to play harder. <laughs> Have you always had that pink? Uh, is it it's a Les Paul, isn't it? No, that's that pink Les Paul, actually, I got from Nick Morocco. Somebody fished it out of a flooded basement. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they pulled all the parts off it and sold the parts after like putting them in an autoclave to clean all the the poop off of them or whatever was in that basement. And that that body sat in some chipboard case in oh. a storage unit for a couple summers and winters, cooking and freezing <laughs> and expanding and contracting until the whole guitar just went <clears throat> and blew apart. The entire thing blew apart. So I gave it to my friend Ron, who is completely crazy with fixing stuff. He's like some sort of genius. And he put he put the thing back together. Holy shit. The whole cap, the maple cap popped off. He got he got it back on there. He put all the bind glued all the binding back in. Oh man. The headstock split into three pieces, like the wings fell off it, just like because all the moisture, yeah, the, the fecal matter that was in it. <laughs> and that all just makes it sound better, you know. <laughs> and we were gonna refinish it because it kind of looked like the rock the um the um the Les Paul that James Williamson had it was a sunburst custom. But because it was so wet, all the um, all the nitro finish just flaked off. Like anytime you'd pick it up, there would be a pile of uh, of nitro on the on the like workbench. Like it was gross, <laughs> and you're like, "What's in there?" You know that there's E. coli on that guitar <laughs> in that guitar. So we just we're like, "Well, what are we gonna do? This this guitar is an absolute pig." So we painted it pink, like a pig. <laughs> awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, so related back to the, uh, the, the album, uh, what, what is each of yours favorite tune to play off of that thing? Ooh, I'll let these guys start. Uh, yeah. number two, um, Pete, number two. Yeah. What's the name of Another the star Another for star. Pete. Another star. All right, cool. Hmm. Uh, who wants to go next? Andy? I'm going live. Favorite one? Uh, probably blacked out again. All right, nice. Good ender. Yeah, greasy. Like how about you? Greasy. You know, there's some. I like all the songs on it. The the Nazi Futsa song. <laughs> Nazi Futsa. Um. At, at one time, at one point, I was like, maybe I just heard it too much. <laughs> I like every song, and maybe four. Song four? Song four. Song four, uh, The Last Time. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Seven. 
Seven. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't I don't know. Like, I like to. I, to me, seven. You know, bottom, bottom of the ocean. I, I love that one. Yeah, yeah. That was the like, first. That was the first one we wrote. Wasn't just, it? A lot of albums. They, you know, know there was, was two or first, three songs on it. To me, every song is cool on this. You know, I, I, there, I one I would want to skip past if I was, you know, listening. I'm still listening to this thing, and I'm thinking to myself, is it just me? That I'm gonna that I like this so much because I mean, other people see these and even current ones I don't listen to as much as I listen to this. Maybe because I don't own any. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I sh I should no. note and give props or props or do. Uh, Disaster was partially written by our old bass player. Oh, cool! Like he he wrote the. And then I was like, oh, yeah, what's that? And then we were off to the races. Um, <laughs> my my favorite song is probably The Warning, just because... Killing uh, One Left? No. <laughs> I don't know, because it, it was sort of like the, the song that we transitioned to this lineup with. Yeah, cool. good call. Yeah, it's kind of, Alice Cooper feel. Yeah, it's kind of you know, it's slower and yeah, dirty it, and and mean and yeah, yeah. And that's a good call. Uh, what Pete said about it being the Alice Cooper feel it does have that. Very cool. So, part of what I like to do with fans with bands is also get some uh, fans. And I know Jamie's at a at a swim event with his daughter, but I wasn't sure if he had any questions he wanted to ask you guys. We'll give him a minute to type if he's going to type. And we'll come back to Jamie and see if he has a question. But I do have another question, and that is, what was the very first album you guys bought, each of you? Ooh. Yeah. Let's and go. And, let's go. Uh, start, start with Pete. Meet the Beatles. He, he the started Beatles. with Beat, beat the Beatles. <laughs> awesome. It didn't last, but. <laughs> Uh, Andy, how about you? If I remember correct, I believe it was the Monkees. Really? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Very nice. Oh. Excellent. Yeah, but go ahead, Paul. <laughs> the first one I bought with my own money or the first one I got? Uh, the first one you bought with your own money. Kiss Alive. Nice. Awesome. Fantastic. And Greasy, how about you? I had older brothers. So they, I, we had the Kings, the Beatles, the Who, all, you know, all the great records. But the first yeah. one that I bought when I got out of, uh, I always bought singles prior, but the first album was Schools Out by Alice Cooper. Oh, awesome. Because I somehow graduated from eighth grade, so I got that <laughs> record. <laughs> yep. He's a uh, nursery school dropout. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss Alive was my first album that I bought um, when I got into like, you know, heavier music. Because I had been listening to like, I think my first album was Elton John, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. But um, then I heard, I was in sixth grade and uh, one of our teachers used to let us bring in albums and somebody brought that Kiss Alive in. And I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was just like blown away. And so then after that, I was like in the Kiss Army had the Kiss Army, you know, the Kiss belt buckle, posters of Gene everywhere. So, yeah. So who was your, let me ask you something. Who was your, was Gene your favorite? Oh, man. You know, I, so I, 
I would say it was probably a uh, tie between Gene and Ace because I really loved guitar and uh, you know the way Ace I, I still think Ace Frehley's guitar playing is fucking awesome you know and especially on Kiss Alive holy shit that guy's killing it on that thing so I I would say toss between those I mean you know Gene had the blood and everything so that was that was kind of an attraction but yeah appealing yeah. to uh, appealing to young children and yeah. <laughs> spooky yeah exactly so uh what was uh so kind of along that same line what was the very first concert you guys went to and we'll go in reverse no mine for sure Cobo hall uh mad dogs and englishmen joe cocker mad dogs and englishmen was the headliner and fog hat was the opening band so that's the first band I ever saw it at Kobo. Oh my God. And, you know, 30 years later, I get to record an album with Roger Earl playing drums and me playing with them with these other guys. And I, I tell them the story. He's going, Oh, I remember that tour, mate, you know? <laughs> oh um, my God. A great experience. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. I love Foghat. Andy. Um, my first one was. Tad and Soundgarden at Pine Knob. Nice. Awesome. What do you remember what album Soundgarden that would have been? Uh that was they were touring Super Unknown. Super Unknown, yeah. Tad was touring Inhaler. Nice. Very nice. Paul, how about you? The first um the first concert I remember seeing. <laughs> yeah. Uh because keep it, my, this is going to be a little convoluted. Because when I was a teenager, I drank a lot, like a lot. So, and I went. I was often going to this club called the Jockey Club in Newport, Kentucky. I lived in Cincinnati then, <clears throat> and um, the first band that I remember seeing, like I might have seen some local stuff, yeah. and but I was I wasn't particularly there for the the music. I was there to you know, yeah. mingle and meet other kids yeah. and drink, you know, underage in a, in an adult bar, right. In a very seedy town. The first band that I like decidedly went to go see, to see the band would have been black flag in 1984. Oh I mean, shit. Oh yeah. man. That would have been awesome. <laughs> it was, it was so good. <laughs> At that point I, I was like, I got to do that. I have yeah. to do that. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, was Henry in the band then? I yes. Think so. Yeah. Uh, I read that book, uh, Get Into the Van. And uh, I was like, what the hell? It was, you know, he was living in a doghouse in between tours. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that guy. He was, he was animalistic then. And that's kind of what, you know, not just the, like, I remember distinctly the, like I was focused on the guitar player because I wanted to play guitar. I was yeah. never really interested in being a singer and still not really that interested. And in it. it just happens to be that I do it. <laughs> and uh, the what struck me like was that, you know, Henry's just standing up there. He was like, he wasn't all like buff right. like he is yeah. or was like later. He was kind of skinny, but spelt, you know? Yeah and sweaty as fuck in <laughs> a pair of like looked like swimming like sh short swimming nylon swimming trunks sweating his ass off and this 
this club in Newport tended to have um, like very seedy night uh, life people coming yeah. in like that, you know, you wouldn't, exp you know, you'd have the kids running around with, with Mohawks and skinhead kids, but then you'd ha also have like this element of like, like hillbilly prostitutes coming into the <laughs> And there was this woman that jumped on stage and it looked like she had nothing, nothing to do with punk rock, just like kind of dressed in like di didn't the way she was dressed. You knew that she wasn't into punk rock, but she yeah. was just in the club drunk. Right. Thought that, you know, how interesting is this? There's this guy up there half naked. I'm going to go dance with him. And he just grabbed her by the face. And when she jumped up on the stage and just like, like not violently he just like shoved her off the stage by her face <laughs> like, but like not in an aggressive way it was just right like, just like oh, lady move off right like, like hey lady you're you're not you're in my space kind of right. way. <laughs> right. like you need to move back he didn't hurt her like he just kind of like just grabbed her by the face like and shoved her off the stage and she loved it <laughs> And I was like, how could he do that? <laughs> oh, man. Whatever. It was just so weird. That's like crazy. for my, I must've been like, I don't know, 14 or something. I, awesome. So I was pretty shocked at that club. You could get in just by, if you tried to get in through the front door, they wouldn't let you in. So you go to the back door and there was a big dude back there. He'd be like, if the cops come leave the same way you came in. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's, that's all. Greasy. Greasy. How about you, man? The first like concert I went to at a Cobo Hall or something, or just the first like it just band. yeah first first time you saw like a band live. Chubby Checker, nice <laughs> at Eastland Mall. All right, really? Outside, they would have concerts out there. They have Chubby Checker, and they had uh, the, the second one was Buddy Rich's big band. Oh man, holy shit! So, it was yeah, it was pretty wild. But the the first. One that I ain't much I remember because we were on acid. Here's we <laughs> C at Cobo Hall in the last row for Humble Pie. Oh. And the postage just, just stays with like a postage stamp, you know? Yeah. You can hear I, it. But yeah. And then we tried to get over to Canada that night, <laughs> six of us, in a 1960 Lincoln, 59 Lincoln with two, this guy had two ounces of weed on him, <laughs> got busted. So oh my God. they wouldn't let us in, and this guy did, I don't know, three months in jail or something. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my God. That was my first concert, real concert, I guess. Oh, man. That's a, that's a good experience. <laughs> not, not to put Chubby Checker down? Yeah, I just saw a picture of him, man, with uh, this girl, Rika, who's, I don't know what she does. She's really heavy in the rock scene, and all around the country. I'm exactly like I said, not sure, but she was took a picture with him. He's fucking 80. He looked great. Yeah. He, he, what? I don't know. I just saw his face. Yeah, he a chubby face? No, not really. He looked like I don't know. He looked like he was 70. Yeah. You know, He's still doing it. 80. Yeah. Maybe he looked 60. I don't know. Uh I think Jamie dipped out. Yeah, he did, but he did leave a question, and that was uh what's everyone's favorite current local act Ooh, Ooh. This is, it's gonna cause problems later i'm sure 
He he did that on purpose. He did. He's like, come on, go. <laughs> so, right. uh, Paul, so we'll start with you. No. <laughs> Let me see what this guy say first. All right. Pete. Um, I don't know. Maybe Cat Lung. Cat, Cat Lung from Pete. All right. Cool. Uh, Andy. Uh, I got to start out that I, I like quite a few that I've seen. Uh, one that comes to mind that I really like right now is Milk Bath. Milk Bath. Oh, I, I've heard about those guys, but I have not listened to them yet. So I'll check. But there out. are others. I could I could go on. Oh, I know. Me too. That, that's a that's a that's a totally unfair question. Problem, but... Problematic, greasy. What you got? Yeah, can't remember their name. <laughs> Ask me, and I'll you know I'll, I can probably help um, you remember. They opened for Jack White. The stools. No, not the stools. Fuck, I don't know. It's a, it's a kind of corny name for the band. Fuck, I can't remember. Oh, they I know just, what you're They talking just about. played um, at the Cobra. No, they, oh, yeah, they did. At the Cobra thing for... Uh, I know who you're talking about. What's her damn name? Oh, yeah. Sugar Tradition. Sugar Tradition from yeah. DC. All right. Sugar Tradition. Cool. Yeah, they're, they're fun, high-energy rock band, drummers. I mean, each member gives a 100%. Nice. Nice. So, but there is so many other great bands, even bands that play with us always. I mean, in your face, fucking hard hitting. Maybe just because these kids are young, it's not like I got a thing against <laughs> young boys, but it's cool to see that breed of musician and, and kids so young trying to carry on the, I don't know, the kind of early who British mod. Yeah. You know? Cool. All right. Paul, how about you? Oh, shit. I thought I <laughs> use a lot of it because I got too many I've got to give props to. You and know? you're in the bands, too. So, um, I, I dig high totals. They're, uh, they're good. They're, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd like to name a bunch of bands. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, there are a bunch. Winds and Neptune. Yeah, fuck, I forgot about What's them Chuck too. Burns' band's name that we played with? They're fucking There are great. so many good bands right now. And and there's all and these the, venues. I know. Or all these festivals like around town and up north and shit. It's all blues related or tribute. Bill Cozy's acts. Rising Force. Yeah. Oh, yeah, those guys. Fucking I, I can just go on and on. Yeah. You know. There are these know. shows like with six or seven local bands on it. So Detroit like 442. Yeah. Four four two, yeah, there, yeah. There, it's it's totally an unfair question because there's so many great, you know, there's a, there's just a ton of great music. When I hear somebody say like, um, you know, there's nothing, Dirty there's guy. no rock and roll, or, or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I keep. I'm just no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. But you know, when somebody says like they, you know, they can't find anything or they don't want to go out because there's nothing to to listen to, I'm like, Jesus Christ, man! Or they're crying about the ticket prices of some national acts. It's yeah, like, fuck that. There's, there's like 50 good bands in Detroit that you could go see, dumbass. Yeah, for yeah. six bucks, go right. see. Them. Yeah, but no, no. Oh, they'd rather uh, they'd rather go blow their wad at, uh, you know. What's the name of that huge? I don't go to huge shows. Oh, uh, the Little Caesar Arena. Hey, me shows here. Yeah, Little Caesars, or and then they bellyache about the ticket prices. 
just shut up already. Yeah. You know, hey. local, like these national bands all used to be local bands, just FYI. Yeah, no shit. It, and uh, yeah, just go see some of those these awesome bands. They're they're fantastic. Um, Misho, can you hear us? I can hear you loud and clear. Awesome. Hey, did you have any? Uh, uh, so thanks for being on. And did you have any questions for the strains? Uh, well, I've got a couple questions actually. Uh, first, uh, go for it. Yeah. So what are what are the other things that you guys are into? What do you guys like? I'll start with Andy. <laughs> what do you like? <laughs> like what do you, what do you like? mean? <laughs> He's setting me up for this. This is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I like big melons. <laughs> awesome. And that's an inside joke. I'm sorry. I'm not, you just right. right. a lot of people. <laughs> the second question is, and I'm, my apologies if you guys had uh, I uh, had connectivity issues, but uh, if you got, uh, wasn't able to uh, to join until now. But uh, as far as the uh, the shows in, in Europe, um, is that still standing? And and uh, is there a roster of what what uh, dates you guys are uh, shows in Europe. going to be attending in Europe? Yeah, there's. Um, there is a Europe tour coming up, and I will tell you about it right now. <laughs> okay. So it starts in Dece on December 8th in Berlin. And then from Berlin, we go to Frankfurt. Then we make a long-ass drive to France from Frankfurt. And okay. where we, well, I should say we're playing Berlin at the Wild at Heart, Frankfurt at the Trai Königskeller. In France, in Plaua, at Le Barbe. And then France, in Nantes, at the shelter. Then in Perigot, France. Then we've got, like, some, some stuff is still getting plotted out in France. We've got a date that's not covered yet. Then Paris on the 14th. The 15th will probably be um, Den The Hague in Holland. Oh, nice. The 16th in uh, Belgium, I think it's in Brussels. That date, see the thing that messes me up, this date just got changed today. So okay. like they wanted us in Belgium. We were gonna play Luxembourg on the 15th and I was excited about that, but it's a Thursday. So the promoter's like, look, we can get a better deal in in Belgium on the Friday. So they switched us to, uh, to a bigger venue in, uh, in Belgium. I think it's in Brussels, but I can't be sure because she didn't tell me. She sent me a website. I was at work. I didn't see which city it was in, but Belgium's not really huge. So wherever it is, I'm sure it's on the way. And then we're buttoning up at, in Cologne, Germany. Awesome. And then we got to drive our raggedy asses all the way from Cologne to, uh, <coughs> to Berlin to drop off the back line in the van and then fly home. Holy crap. Awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. That's fan that is fantastic. And um, is, is there, is there a follow? Sorry, I apologize for interrupting you. Is there, um, uh, as, as far as, um, uh, you know, distribution or as far as, uh, you know, your, uh, the presence of the strains in Europe? Um, I don't know if you can talk about that. Is, is there anything that um, perhaps, you know, with your, um, with your perhaps with your contacts, uh, Paul, or, or has the word spread about the strains over in Europe? 
Um, I would say not really. It's kind of, you know, being an, an older, not so internet savvy guy that I am, like, I'm not like, we don't have, you know, a million TikTok followers. <laughs> and, uh, we're not like posting nonstop high quality videos done with drones that our daddies bought us. You know, um, we've only got a couple videos. So I'm kind of counting on uh, the the uh, legions of of old faithful friends and fans from my old band to to give us a fair shake. Right. Which, so grassroots. So yeah, grassroots. Gra very grassroots. Um, nice. Reached out to old friends to make to make this happen. And, you know, it's our first time out there with this with this band. We're breaking the mark, you know, with this. Sir. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. I mean, we. We uh, can't sit around and wait for someone else to do it for us. Like we're, you know, no one's going to come discover us. Right. You know, we have to, we have to make them hear us and they will hear us. That's going to be fantastic. I wish I was going to be there. Cause uh, me too. Me yeah, too. Man, I'm so be, excited. Yeah. I think it would be hey, awesome. Jesus. We need, we need a driver, Misho. Merchandiser. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> Man, I could be, I'll be, your, I'll be the roadie, the driver, uh, all that stuff. But uh, unfortunately, other obligations, right? So uh, such is life. Understandable. Uh, okay. Yeah. Hey, yeah. We, um, if we go play your old, uh, your old mother, mother country, then you can come with us if we go to Serbia. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's great. I was going to ask you if you're going to be playing Zagreb or anywhere in, in Belgrade. But, uh, but at any rate, uh, I, I, I'm so excited for you guys and uh, best band in Detroit. The strains, um, it's, uh, it's, you know, even if you weren't tech savvy, man, or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's still the best band in Detroit and got some uh, awesome talent in the band and awesome uh, songwriting and awesome music. So uh, I wish you guys the best of luck uh, on your, on your tour in Europe and, uh, and here stateside. Thank you. Thank you, Misho. So uh, Misho, I got a question for you. What's, what's your favorite strains tune? Oh man, uh, another star is really, really good. Um, uh, that was that one's probably the first one that I've been exposed to, and then you know, um, I'm a somewhat of a preacher, a creature of habit. Um, and um, uh, the Rat Queen is always very good because it reminds me of uh, a certain person in uh, in Paul's life, uh, so that's really good too. Um, as cheesy as it is, uh. <laughs> uh the uh the motor city muscle song gosh it's the uh oh, it's yeah. the name name escaped me but um detroit ah, city detroit city <laughs> it's still good it's you know it's it, it's it's great that you had to do what you had to do back when you uh when you played the uh uh the detroit city uh muscle festival or whatever it was uh, is that still even around is that still a thing i, I don't think it is no uh, it was, i think it was a one and done thing they were talking about okay. doing it again but then that that weird thing happened. What do they call it? The plan, the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of uh, shot. So. Uh, I'm unaware of that. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Was, was that last month? <laughs> I think <Yeah>. so. <laughs> awesome. Nice. Uh, Misho, did you have any other questions for those guys? Uh, I'm good. No, good. Thanks. Thanks for taking my questions. I appreciate the time and, uh, and the time with the strains. Yeah, no, no problem. So, um, so guys, what's uh, besides the European tour? 
Uh, any other shows coming up like in the next few months locally or Michigan or regionally? Well, there's we're supposed to play on the 21st at Outer Limits Lounge with Service and the Zots. Nice. But Friday or Saturday? What is that? Friday or Saturday? That's a Friday. Friday, right. Okay. Yeah, that's like two days from now. Yeah. Now, not to be a crybaby, but I'm just getting over double pneumonia. I don't know if I could pull it off. Yeah. So it's like, do I want to try to sing for 40 minutes and right. possibly put, you know, do something bad to my lungs or do I want to just sit this one out? Yeah. It's the jury's still out. And he, well, uh, one good thing came out of it. I quit smoking. I've been a smoker for 35 years. Oh, nice. Not anymore. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Well, guys, I really appreciate wait, you. We oh. do have more gigs. Oh, yeah. Air. Go ahead. Hold on. I, I'm trying to, like, I'm pretty bad at, at PJ's Halloween. No, that's not happening. They Again? Yeah, it's not happening <laughs> again. Um, I think December 3rd at PJ's. December 3rd. Oh, awesome. But it's not PJ's anymore. It's in Lager. It's Lager House now, just, which just threw me because I saw something for Lager House. I'm like, what the fuck's that? Oh, I dropped the PJ. Yeah. Nice. So the third, anything else like after? So then you go to Europe. <laughs> after Europe, we've, we get, we're going to be doing a gig at Bolero that just popped up. I think that's, I got to check, double check the date on that. It's in, it's in Jan January of next year. Okay. Well, I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Um, yeah, we play so we play so much locally that we kind of like uh, inten not intentionally backed out a little bit because you know ultimately when I got sick, a couple gigs had to be turned down and a couple had to be canceled. Yeah, but I'm back. You're back. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for being on Fans with Bands. I've just got one last question. Um, slightly controversial, so hopefully it doesn't break up the band. Um, but that is pepperoni or no <laughs> shit, pineapple or no pineapple on pizza? No pineapple. No pineapple. No no. pineapple. Crazy. <laughs> Pete doesn't mind it. Get out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> the problem with pineapple is even if you pick it off, you can still taste it on that pizza. <laughs> You can. <laughs> I don't like fruit in my salad. I don't like salad in my fruit. I don't like fruit in my beer. I don't like fruit in my beer. <laughs> yeah, to buy <laughs> Some things just aren't meant to be together. That's right. Yeah. Misho, how about you? Pineapple, no pineapple. No, no, no. Oh, sorry. Jeez, uh, pineapple. I don't, you know. Um, I'm not one to avoid food, so uh, <laughs> I think I can take I can I can take it or I can't take it. You know, one one other thing I forgot to add, to mention I put in the chat too is uh, is New World Order. How could I forget about New World Order? That's another fave of mine from the oh, yeah. Sorry about that, guys. That's that's hey. by the top of the list. Hey, Misho, and you're so diplomatic. You just answer the damn question. <laughs> like if you had a pizza, if yeah. you had two pizzas in front of you, one had pineapple one didn't have pineapple what are you gonna eat i throw caution to the wind and i'll take the one with pineapple oh get out <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> well 
Thanks again, guys, for being on Fans with Bands. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Take it easy, guys. See ya. Thanks to Paul, Andy, Pete, Greasy, Jamie, and Michaud for joining me on this episode of Fans with Bands. I love the raw power of the strains. I really enjoyed getting to know these guys and learn more about how the band formed and their approach to making music. If you are in Europe, Germany, France, and Belgium, to be specific, check out the strains on tour starting on December 8th. I'll be honest, I wish I was riding along with them. Go get a copy of the strains' self-titled album over on Bandcamp. You can stream it on Spotify, but buy the album. It's awesome. See the show notes for all the details and links. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams.